This is one of those topics that is inherently terrifying and ghostly. Think about it. What other job lends itself more to frightening experiences than being a night guard or security guard? Someone who has to investigate those strange noises and fleeting shadows that the rest of us bolt away from. To all those listening out on patrol right now, we hope your shift remains uneventful tonight. But if not, if you hear crying in the darkness or catch an unidentified figure on camera, please exercise extreme caution and remain vigilant. Perhaps you'll be featured in our next tale, just like the overnight guards whose tales I'm about to share with you. It's time to dim the lights, surrender to the pull of the darkness, and immerse yourself in the stories ahead. I'm Uriel Reyes, and you have entered Tales of the Night. When my Uncle Manny first arrived in town, he stayed with us while job hunting. He soon found night watchman duty out by the highway, so my dad would drop him off until he could afford a car of his own. I'll recount what transpired back then, though he didn't share this with us until years later. On a windy night, much like tonight, he was patrolling the sizable dirt perimeter surrounding a factory and adjoining trailer yard mostly containing building materials and heavy equipment. Both he and the other newly hired guards started working the same evening so their supervisor stuck around explaining basic protocols, like maintaining established checkpoints and thorough end-to-end -end compound sweeps. Apparently frequent break-ins plagued operations lately, causing guards to continually quit and forcing supervisory staff to reluctantly cover overnight shifts when no replacement stepped forward, favoring immediate resignation over manning that remote post after sunset. On their initial shift, all three crammed inside the flimsy guard shack made of thin aluminum, which granted little respite from the elements. As the night went on, uneventfully, they busied themselves going over the general duties and routines. Still, my uncle sensed the potential dangers of the remote location, far from assistance should anyone ever penetrate its walls. Just before 3am they headed into the hut, and the supervisor secured the entrance, informing the men they could rest for the next hour. But just as my uncle neared a slumber, a strange whining pierced the pre-dawn hush. Inquiring if feral cats roamed the expansive dirt lot, the supervisor just gave him an ominous smile. My uncle asked to admit the stray feline from the cold, but his supervisor firmly warned never to open the doors, saying any such creatures should find shelter elsewhere. My uncle felt particular sadness over the poor thing's plight but knew better than to defy orders on his first night. When their shift ended, the supervisor led them back outside reiterating previous directives to ignore and deter all local strays. Over subsequent nights, precisely during their hourly break, 
The same pitiful cries cut through the thin metal walls. Both guards actively shooed the cat away, and eventually, the meowing stopped. Only to come back night after night, like clockwork, right at their rest hour. One evening, a car rolled up near the locked front gates around 11pm. There was no expected cargo or contractor scheduled to arrive. Before either guard could approach the suspicious vehicle, it sped off. On high alert, the two guards did extra security sweeps, including during their rest hour. When they finished their sweep, around 3 a.m., my uncle's colleague asked if my uncle noticed movement atop a parked trailer 50 meters off. Peering into the darkness, my uncle didn't see anything suspicious. Their flashlight beams revealed only stillness. Back inside the shack, the meowing outside returned. Causing my uncle's partner to strike the roof with his baton savagely, demanding the trespassing animal leave them alone. My uncle urged him to settle down, confused by this sudden aggression. <laughs> Turning to each other, they reached an eerie, unspoken understanding. No cat waits outside in the cold. This was something else. Securing the shack tightly, they warily finished out the night, then promptly quit at sunrise, spooked by the evening's dramatic finale. I distinctly remember that the following afternoon, my uncle was already scouring the newspaper for another job. He says on gusty nights like tonight, he still wonders what was roaming in the darkness just outside the security shack. My father too has worked security for many years since he can more easily juggle overnight hours to help mum with our small diner during the day. The occurrences I'll share began in 2016, when dad guarded a gated upper-middle-class subdivision. A resident couple's heated dispute unfortunately culminated in violence, ending both their lives that night in the rearmost house of the neighborhood. Local media swarmed, reporting the murder-suicide once authorities arrived on scene. My father had been first to discover their bodies after neighbors rang the guardhouse, saying they overheard the heated argument cease suddenly. Despite its scenic woodland views, that elegant rental home now echoed with a profound tragedy. The furnished residence sat vacant for months afterwards while the owners renovated, hoping to paint over its grim past. The weak demolition crews emptied the home. They left most discarded furnishings curbside, and many of the park maintenance workers claimed items for their personal households. My dad collected a peculiar archaic television, resembling a relic from his childhood. He decided he would showcase it at our diner as a piece of decoration, so he loaded it into his car after finishing his shift. 
powering on the vintage set at home, Dad realized the odd apparatus predated even radio-based broadcast systems, yet somehow still displayed picture when paired with his classic Nintendo system. The games entranced my brother, who quickly convinced my dad to leave the bulky television in the living room next to our regular TV. Late one night, my brother and I awoke hearing the television turn on. The house was otherwise quiet as both our parents were still sleeping. We remained wide awake, listening until that eerie static dissipated into the dawn. The next morning, Dad arrived with a special surprise. A scrawny straight pup he found wandering the park at work. He surmised the dog's previous owners must have been the couple whose life abruptly ended weeks earlier. We learned they often left food outside for the stray pooch, given that the husband's severe allergies kept them from actually adopting the pet. So each dusk, the morning canine returned whimpering at their door for his missing companions. Dad couldn't resist adopting the melancholy pup, naming him Rafa. After attempting to socialize it with our two existing outdoor dogs, my dad and my brother created some lavish indoor accommodations for the new four-legged tenant. And soon, Rafa appointed himself guard at the foot of my brother's bed. That second evening, the television inexplicably powered on again around 3 a.m. Rafa immediately stood growling toward the door, until we cautiously investigated. Mom rushed into the room kneeling to comfort the shaking dog who then accompanied everyone outdoors while we scoured for a potential intruder. Finding nothing amiss, she smiled warmly, easing our worries, and insisted Dad pack up his faulty device come morning. However, once asleep, That electronic hum resurged from the living room, followed by a man's gravelly voice. Ferociously loud barking followed until it ceased, just as suddenly. Mom sprinted around the corner, discovering Rafa collapsed beside the vintage set. We sped to emergency vet care, but efforts to revive the loyal defender proved fruitless. My brother and I were heartbroken. But oddly enough, from then on, no peculiar incidents have resurfaced around our home, as if whatever dark energy clinging to Dad's curbside hall had claimed its last victim and moved on. Mom shared her theories about what transpired. I'm partial, agreeing that something wicked laid claim over Rafa's soul that night, yet ultimately fled defeated by one courageous canine who sacrificed his earthly life to thwart evil from trespassing across our threshold. Thanks for listening. We hope you're enjoying tonight's lineup. Many asked for an episode like this and we aim to deliver. Consider officially joining the internet's greatest community, Tales of the Night. Simply subscribe and never miss a new episode. 
but for now, more terror awaits, so let's dim the lights once more, and conclude tonight with this little tale, that hit quite close to home, mere meters away in fact. Listen, if you dare. I'm a little embarrassed to share this anecdote, and if I'm totally honest, this tale also makes me somewhat afraid. My overnight shift at this apartment building is still fairly new, and I'm in no position to request different hours. No matter what happens, no matter what's out there, paranormal or otherwise, I have no choice but to stay. The building has a two-floor parking lot, one ground level, the second underground. Both are easy to monitor. There are few apartments, so there's few people coming in and out, especially throughout the night. But almost two weeks ago, around 1 a.m., a tenant parked in her spot at the rear of the downstairs lot, and instead of taking the elevator to her apartment, came to the lobby to share something with me. She politely asked if there was any janitorial crew working at that hour. I smiled, replying, no one works so late at night. Thanking me, she headed off towards the elevator, but she suddenly turned around, returning to ask if I might confirm that no other vehicles had entered since she had arrived, nor that anyone was lingering around her car. I hadn't seen anything but I offered to personally check. So I proceeded downstairs into the deathly stillness, under the fluorescent beams. I looked around her car with nothing to report, circling the only other car near hers, a service van at the far end of a solid concrete wall. I felt sudden chills through my body. Finding nothing definitive still, I hurried back upstairs and apologized for her unease, but confirmed everything seemed in order. Her tense expression implied she was struggling to dismiss the unpleasant sensation. For days after, I paced the parking floors extensively sensing for any disturbances, but felt nothing. Until one early morning, around 3.30 a.m., an eccentric resident exited the garage in his car, then halted curbside and began signaling me over. He shared an alarming discovery and requested I summon police to investigate an apparent trespasser. I argued protocol first required I do a personal inspection, lest I face reprimand for overreacting. Descending once more, I felt an ominous atmosphere enveloping the garage all the familiar ambient noises from the street, abruptly muffled. I scoured every last recess, but there was no sign of an intruder, so I updated the vigilant resident, who was somewhat bewildered by my failure to validate the vivid sighting he had described. A disheveled woman, peering from behind a vehicle's rear window, face obscured, except for her intensely dark eyes. Rushing off to work, he apologized, but was nevertheless adamant about what he had experienced. I reluctantly called the police, who departed promptly after inspecting the vacant premises themselves, 
leaving that uneasy atmosphere, clinging onto the shadowy concrete expanse. Then, just days ago, around 6.45 a.m., one of the maintenance ladies, who was organizing our building's cleaning supplies, cried out for me to rush over. Together, we both witnessed, there, behind the windshield of a resident's Ford sedan, no doubt whatsoever, crouched low peering out at us, a female figure draped under heaps of clothing. No sooner had I shouted and dashed over than she was swiftly out of view. Checking the ins and outs of the car lot proved futile. There simply was no possible hiding place in the entire parking garage for a grown adult. It's been a very peculiar experience that I can't explain. Hopefully elevating resident concerns forces the building's owners to increase security specifications, including upgraded surveillance throughout the garage. Thanks kindly for allowing me to confide such eerie experiences. And hopefully none of you experience any hauntings. Among the security team here, no one else has reported anything out of the ordinary. At least, not yet. <laughs>